Hey, do you have a goal as a parent? I mean, truly a goal for your kids, a goal for you as a parent in parenting those kids. Maybe they're young, maybe they're adults even now. And if you don't, I guess the question is, maybe you're wandering, I don't know. We're gonna talk about parenting today. This is a huge high stake relationship, you and your kids and you and your grandkids. Uh, and we wanna give you some really practical intentional living help live from our intentional living studio today. And the ladies are in charge today, Jennifer and Amy. Steven's not here, so Amy will be, uh, and by the way, Amy is terrific. Amy, how many, how many states have you run now? How many? Can you turn that microphone on? Let's see, how many have you run? 44. 44 states, you've run your uh, all 26.2 miles. Is that what it is? Yes. So how many pair of shoes do you go through <laughs> in a year? About four. Four pair of shoes. So anyway, Amy's sitting today and she's taking your calls and she set a goal for herself, for her health and for her, she's got quite a story, talking about intentional living, and she made a goal that she wanted to run a marathon in all 50 of the United States, 44 states done, right? With, um, with you're going to end with Hawaii and Alaska. Is that where you're going to end? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for helping out today. We got to get Stephen to get out and run. He needs to. He needs to be following you. Get some, <laughs> get some exercise. Yeah. All right. All right. Back to the topic here. We're talking about parenting today. This high stake relationship. If you have a question about a, one of your sons, daughters, your kids, maybe they're adults. Listen. There are some principles that'll make a difference. It'll begin by, as a follower of Christ, to understand your kids and decide what is your goal. And I ask the question: Are you on the same page? If you're married, if you're not, boy, it's like a a team going out to play, and they're not on the same game plan. So if we can help you today, give me a call, or you have a story saying, hey, boy, we put the intentional living principles to work, and here's how it's making a difference with our kids. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888-888-1717. We'd love to hear from you. And before we get to uh, our first call, I just want to again say thank you to all the wonderful people that had a chance to meet in Albuquerque over the weekend uh, at the New Beginnings Church with Richard and Cindy Mansfield. I'll tell you, these guys uh, have put together a church that's making a difference. This is the way church ought to be. These guys, Richard and Cindy and their team, uh, found a, a nightclub, right, uh, in on um, Montgomery Street in um, Albuquerque. And it was, you know, they had dance floors for disco and country and all the different things. They had eight different bars going on in there. And they were telling me they started to have some problems in the community. You can imagine crime and all that kind of thing. And uh, eventually closed down and the church bought it. They moved in there, cleaned it out, had some prayer, I'm sure, to redeem this place and uh, put the baptismal right where the bar used to be and build a beautiful sanctuary and now ministering to so many people. This is an incredible place, incredible people. And uh, we had a sold-out crowd three weeks early, had a fantastic evening uh, last uh, Saturday night in Albuquerque. So, again, thank you to Richard and Cindy Mansfield and um, the rest of the team there for all you're doing. God bless you. Wow. Next stop, Auburn Hills, Michigan, our new 93.1. I'll be there March 2nd and looking maybe to be in Lansing or, or Midland as well. So circle the date. I'll bring my winter coat. All right, and uh, we'll be there coming in March. 
Uh, you can call, by the way, if you want to talk about parenting. That's what we're discussing today. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888-888-1717. What's your parenting goal? Are you guys on the same page? Does your child know that you truly love them enough to be both tough and tender? Hold them accountable? Single moms and dads? Boy, we've got some callers set up to go. Love to have you join in. Tell us your story. Ask your question. Let's get intentional. We get one shot at this thing. And we want to help you be successful. 888-888-1717 is the number. Benita in Michigan uh, is first. Thanks uh, Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, yes, I'm a single parent of four children. And um, my question is, is I, I struggle with the discipline between, you know, trying to be the mom and the dad and... <laughs> doing everything because they don't have a fatherly figure. All right, and first of all, Benita, I, I, I know what you're saying, but you're not dad. And I think many times I, single parents get caught in that I've got to play both mom and dad. You, you just got to be mom. You got to be the best mom you can. You know? I really feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to be both. <laughs> yeah, and so then you may operate out of guilt or you may overdo it. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. mostly guilt. <laughs> Yeah, and and that, I think I'll tell you, parenting is just guilt-ridden. Period. <laughs> but single parents, especially, so it really can. And I'll tell you what you'll lose with that. And you and I, I really encourage you, Benita, just just uh, say, hey, you know, God, empower me today. The one thing I can do today to be intentional as a parent today, to be the best parent I can, and not get caught with this idea that you've got to fill in for dad. Now, where is dad? Um, he's around, but he doesn't see the kids that often, maybe once, twice a month. Okay. And so you have four kids. How are you doing with all that? Um, I'm struggling. I go to school full time, um, to try and better myself so that I can get a better job so that I can support them. Cause mm-hmm. right now, you know, I'm living at home. I had to move back home and, um, my parents are pretty much helping out with a lot of the support. Um, so that I can go to school and hopefully be successful, and um, that's that's my goal. I'm almost finished with school. It was a well, good for you, Benita. Certificate, you. certificate uh-huh. program. Oh so, yeah. yeah, good for you. Do you feel? Are you feeling insecure about just your life and where you are? I am. I feel like you know, like I'm a failure, and I. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hard because. You know, you got all these little people looking up to you, and <laughs> hey, Benita, listen, you, like you can't you, do anything. You are not the failure. Okay, in this equation, you are not the failure. You are there. You have stayed there. You're raising these kids. You put a plan together that said, "Hey, I need to get some help." So I'm moving back in with mom and dad. I know that's all full of a lot of issues of do I feel you know independent and so on. But that's coming, right? You got some training. You're finishing. It sounds like you have a plan that you're working on. I mean, that's an impressive thing for your kids to see a mom that sticks in there, hangs in there, and does this. Now, you're not feeling it, but I'll tell you, that's a message to your kids. Yeah, my kids are all really young, too. So, so they're five, seven, eight, and 12. Wow. You got a hand? You got your hands full. Now, when you get done with this certificate, are you going to be able to get a better job and then get back on your own? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's my goal. It's um, um, going into global logistics and dispatching. So my goal was to get into dispatching and either aviation or railroading. 
Well, good. You've got a plan. Good for you. Now, is dad a is dad an asset or a negative in the lives of the kids as you see it? Um, he's kind of like a fifty fifty right now. When he's there, he can be an asset, but being that he's not there as much, it can kind of toil with their emotions. Do you have an, any understanding time. with him on his role or what's going on? Um, not really. Um, right now, he's kind of getting back on his feet as well. So we're uh-huh. kind of both in the same predicament, except for, you know, he has lack of transportation and those kinds of things. So I yeah. think that puts him in a different place than it does me. Well, Benina, I'll tell you what I hear. I, I hear a young woman, you've got a lot of responsibility. You've got some clarity of direction. You've got you training. You've got a supportive family. You're there standing in the gap for those kids, and you're loving on them. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, you got to re- and you got to rebuke that. That I think that's a, I think Satan will use guilt with single parents to destroy. It, of course, it can be for any of us, but single parents in particular. He knows what the enemy is. Look at what you've done. Look how you feel. Look at all the mistakes you've made. Look at all these other families that aren't like you. I'll tell you what, that stuff is a lie from the pit of hell. I believe that. Now, you are in a tough spot. No question, it's difficult. But you stay focused on being intentional with that confidence that God gives you. You know, we, we talk about developing confidence in Christ, living a, an attitude of faith is what we t- talk about here, having an attitude of faith. Uh, and trusting God and being intentional as you take those steps. And we'll be praying for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Hey, listen, do pray for Benita. And let me say to every other Benita out there, whatever your name is, God bless you. You're standing in the gap. And what those kids need from you is to be the very best you you can be in Christ. And the fact that you've got supportive parents, you've got a goal, you've got a plan. Because, see, we get calls from parents who say, how do I get my daughter or my son out of here? You know, they come and they're just uh, leeching off the family. And you're coming back and saying, I got some, I need some help. Mom and dad are helping you. You got a plan. You're working the plan. You're, you're heading in the right direction. One of the greatest gifts, and as I, as I said a moment ago, one of the greatest gifts you're going to give to those kids is for them to see a mom standing up and doing the next right one thing, even though dad may be way out of the picture. And they learn from the fact that you're being uh, everything you can be as a follower of Christ. And that is one of the greatest lessons. And your kids will grow up someday and say, hey, I'm going to tell you a story about my mom. When she had to move back in with the grandpa, grandma and grandpa and got that certificate and went to work and raised us and loved us and did the right job. What about dad? Well, he was sort of in and out. Uh, you're doing the job. And God bless you. And we pray for dad, too, if he can get on his feet so they can uh, work together. Boy, that's two are better than one, aren't they? Even if they're not in the same roof, two are better than one. Okay, thank you, Benita. Talking high-stake relationships with kids today, how's yours going? Maybe you got an issue, a concern, you want uh, someone to encourage you, maybe tell you the truth about what does it mean to be an intentional parent? What are the principles? Or what have you learned, maybe as a single mom or dad, or whatever your situation, give us a call. 888-888-1717, Here's a story of a prodigal who came back. Listen. Hi, Dr. Randy. This is Adriana. I am a prodigal um, daughter. Um, I was saved at the age of eight, and uh, my dad went to prison uh, for five years when I was younger. 
when he was finally out of jail, I was 13. And when I saw that he went back to his old life, he's a musician, so playing in, in the music that he was playing and drinking and doing drugs, that kind of gave me license to be crazy and wild until I was 26. Once I turned 26, um, I gave my life back to the Lord, but I, a lot of things had to happen for that to happen, for me to turn my life back. One thing was that my mom is a Christian, and she just never stopped praying for me. She never gave up, and she always told me, look for a, a church, connect with a local church. And she um, would also say that you're a daughter of, of the Most High King, and she always reminded me of that. She knew that I was going to come back, and that really would make me tear up when she would tell me. And sometimes I didn't want to hear it. But I'd just like to encourage those parents to keep trying and to keep praying and to not give up because the Lord answers prayer. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Indeed we are. Right back here, Dr. Randy in the studio live at our Intentional Living Center in beautiful Tucson, Arizona, where we had a record high temperature yesterday. Did you all feel that? 90, what was it, 92, 94? Hello. We're ready to to have our turkey dinner for Thanksgiving, and uh, we still got the air conditioners going. However, it's supposed to cool down eventually here. We're hoping by, uh, by, by January we'll be out of the 90s. No, it's coming down. Uh, but we are talking about parenting day. Love to have you weigh in. And by the way, uh, I was talking about our conference over the weekend. Fantastic evening. I really enjoyed it. I get really energized uh, being with you all and sharing. And maybe there's uh, one or two of you that were there and you took something away. What one thing would you share with the rest of our our uh, listeners, the rest of the intentional living community around the country listening in, that maybe you took away from the conference? One thing that uh, kind of stuck with you as a positive thing for your uh, for your life. I'd love to hear from you. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen is the number. Parenting wise, uh, we're talking about this high stake relationship. You know, a lot of the calls we get have to do with these um, adult sons and daughters. And today, as I said at the conference on the weekend, um, it used to be 20, 20, 25 years ago, we would talk about, oh, sibling rivalry, and we'd talk about uh, kids that are fighting with each other and the things that you're facing. Now we're talking about fentanyl, we're talking about drug abuse, we're talking about bullying, we're talking about uh, what is my identity and who am I and why am I here? Listen, parents, you got one shot at this thing of raising these kids and it's not about being perfect, but if we're not intentional, we're going to lose a generation. It's way more than sibling rivalry today. You and I have an opportunity to instill in the lives of these kids and these grandkids, the truth. And if we don't do it, the world ain't going to do it. And if you, if you, you and I are not intentional in the things that we know to be truth and in, in giving our children, grandchildren, that loving nurturing positive environment under and helping them see that God made them as a special, unique person. Uh, the world will chew them up and spit them out. And uh, that's why this ministry within the ministry of family life radio exists to help us live intentionally in Christ with a lot of questions. I know you all face questions. You have one. Give me a call. Triple eight, triple eight, 17, 
17 is the phone number. And uh, we certainly would love to, to, uh, to hear from you. All right, we're going to uh, Doris in Iowa. How are you doing today? Well, I have a daughter that is passive-aggressive. and mm-hmm. um, In what way? What does she do? Well, she will not tell me stuff and then get, like, I can tell her behavior is getting worse and worse and worse, and, and then I have to, like, take her phone away from her, and I'll start searching the phone, and on the phone I'll find out things that, you know, she said she was going to a girlfriend's house for homecoming after, you know, the after party, homecoming and staying overnight. And then on the phone, I find out that um, she didn't go to there, there at all, and she had this girl lie to me that that's where she was going and what they were doing. All right, let's, uh, let's just stop there for a minute. Let's just stop right there. What do you do at that moment? The moment you found well, out she lied to you, now the whole issue of being on her phone is another issue, but you found out she lied to you, what would you do? Well, I talked to her about it. I said, so, Shaylin, where did you go? And she said... Um, well, she went to this boy-girl party, and she went. I she knew that I wouldn't let her go if she told me where she was really going. So, that's why she could lie to me. Well, that's why she lied to you, not why she can yeah. lie to you. Uh, does she have a car? Yes. And whose car is it? It's ours. And you let her drive it? Yes. And I tell my husband, I say, let's take that car away. Why? But, but why? Why would you th- think about it for a moment? Why would you s- not let your daughter use your car? What's the reason for that? Because we don't trust where she's ah, going. There you go. Let's stop right there. He, he, here's where I think we can run into problems with our kids. We want to hold them accountable. We don't want to pick a fight with them. And I think the fact that you found out she lied to you, you know, you take the phone and say, honey, Maybe I shouldn't, but I did. Looked on your phone because I didn't think I could trust you, and sure enough, you said you were here and you were here. Now we and you don't have to go beyond that. Just set the phone down and say, um, you know, uh, the reality is, honey, I love you, but if I can't trust you, you can't drive the car. You're not trustworthy. I mean, if you tell me you're going to X place and you go to Y place, you know, we, your dad and I don't treat each other that way, and I wouldn't give the car to someone I didn't trust. And right now, frankly, you've not been trustworthy. And, and then stop. You don't have to get into an argument. You don't have to hear excuses why and all of that. Say, honey, that's fine. You know, we've told you what we've considered to be acceptable and not. And you got to have reasonable rules, by the way. Don't put her in a box that's, you know, you know, squeezing her to death there in terms of her 17-year-old life. But you have a reasonable box that, that you have for rules, and you've explained them. But if she's not trustworthy, in my house, she ain't driving the car, Doris. Okay. And that's just not a consequence. To school, not driving anywhere. Well, you know, the bicycle still works. I mean, you're asking me my opinion. If that were my yeah. daughter, yeah. and I had a 17-year-old daughter who just outright lied to me, I'm not giving her the responsibility to take my car, my insurance, and go out there and drive, not knowing that where she's going. How do you know she's going to school? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, now the problem is I have a passive aggressive husband that um, <laughs> it thinks it's all going to be okay if he just gives her what she wants that it's going to be fine and and I'm the one that has to throw down the gauntlet all the time. Nope, give me your phone, give me your car keys, give me you know. 
<laughs> Come on, listen. At the end of the day, Doris, you talk about uh, uh, you give the child what they want when they shouldn't have it in the first place. It's like feeding the beast that's going to bite you back and is going to damage themselves. We've got a generation of kids today that are running the streets of this country, in my view, in part because parents are not stepping up and holding them accountable. Uh, I was talking about Albuquerque. I was at the Albuquerque church um, this weekend, and I had to go across the street to the um, drugstore to get something. And I went in there. In fact, it was chapstick. I had to get some chapstick. But I have a special kind that I like, Jennifer. You know what I'm talking about? It's a special kind. So I went to the lady, and uh, she said, well, I don't think we have any of that. And so we went over to the rack of all the little special ones, and the entire rack was cleaned out. She says, the kids just walk in here and take everything out of the store and walk out. She says, I've been here for 40 years, and I've never seen it like this. And I'm thinking, where are the parents? Where are the parents? We talk about we want the law enforcement to step in. We want the stores to step in. And, and I understand that. We've got... I, and I, I don't want to over-dramatize the reality, but I think it is the reality. we got a lot of kids today who need moms and dads to have a backbone to step up and say no. And if you've got a son or daughter that's lying to you, then there should be a consequence. In fact, I'd go as far as say, if, I would, would love to know, Doris, you're, you're, you're gone now, but I'd love to know who's paying for that phone. Parents, we're giving kids stuff thinking that's going to make them happier and, and healthier and wiser, and and it's not. We need to be accountable, all right? Hold them accountable. Okay, quick break. We'll be back. Pamela, hang on. I'll be right to you. Now, one of the reasons we struggle in our family is because we're not clear about expectations. You've heard me say many times that expectation minus reality equals disappointment. And so if you and your family can sit down and clarify what were some things that we expected to be a part of our family that are not there now, because whatever it is that you expect, this is true of your kids, it's true of yourself and your spouse, is not being met, that's going to create a disappointment. So one of the, I guess it could be a fun thing, it could be a stressful thing, it could be a difficult thing, but one thing that could be transformational is to talk about and clarify the expectations that you have in your family. That's a really important thing to do. We're talking about the intentional living for families that are under stress. That's the masterclass lesson for this month. Powerful, life-changing members, watch for it. Those of you joining us in financial support, uh, we'll get you on the list as well. Love to get it to you. Uh, you can call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 or go to theintentionallife.com. Uh, and by the way, that phone line is going to remain open here. We're going to stay in the studio for the rest of this hour uh, and take calls for parent, from parents talking about parenting issues. Uh, even though we're going off the air, we still like to talk to you. So 888 All right, Pamela in New Mexico, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Appreciate your call. What uh, What's your question today? So um, I have uh, two adult daughters that live with me, mm-hmm. and um, they're uh, 29 and 31. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, right now I, I love the fact that they live with me because we recently lost my husband. Oh, sorry. And, and um, so they're, you know, it's a great support. But yes. w- my oldest daughter is very, very angry, and it, and it, it does not have anything to do with 
my husband's death. It's, I mean, it probably has something to do with it, but she's been like this for a long time. But um, she fights with everybody. Like, I, I just don't know how to stop it. Like, no matter what, like if she goes to work or anywhere, it's a big fight. It's mm-hmm. a big fight, no matter what. And she loses her job? And she has, um, and she, she's doing good now, um, but she's been there, you know, probably less than three months. But So you're tired of the anger? Is that what you're basically saying? Yeah, you're tired I'm, of the anger? I'm tired of the fighting. I'm just tired of the fighting. Just fi- fighting, you mean arguing constantly? Yeah. yeah yes, yeah. constantly. Okay. Like, And everything is like, she acts like we're attacking her no matter what we bring up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She just acts like we're attacking her. She is going to counseling at church. You know, oh, she's, good. She, she's serving God. Um, she uh, has a boyfriend and and stuff. And I just think that um, I, I don't know how to, where to go from here. Well, a, cu- a couple things I'd suggest. One is, and I've, I tell parents this, sometimes when you got a child who's really angry for whatever, and there's probably more going on here. Sounds like dad's death is a piece of it but there's something else. And if we had time, we could explore what's the junk in her life that causes her to lash out. What, the, what expectations have not been met? Um, what disappointments has she had in her life and so on? And so I always tell parents, Hey, listen, you got an angry child, a child that's struggling. It's okay to be a little bit of the punching bag. And I don't mean physically, please. I'm not talking physically, but sometimes your child's anger and you want to let them, they let it out and you want to talk to them and so on. It's okay for a little bit. But if you're saying, Hey, this is an excess She's arguing, fighting, complaining, making life miserable for everybody around her. There's a point of saying, honey, I love you, and I'm glad you're in counseling, but these are some rules in our home. And, and when you're feeling like you got to really get it off your chest, I'm willing to listen to you, but I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to fight with you. you got to be firm in terms of what is reasonable, because that's not the world I'm going to take that. You lose a job because of that. You lose a marriage because of that. You lose friends because of that. You can't just go through life being an angry person and expect everybody to accept it. And when we only accept and we accept it in the family, it's just being normal. Kids grow up and think it should be normal in the world. And it ain't because other people aren't going to take it. And that can lead to all sorts of really nasty things in life. Now she's got issues. I'm glad she's in counseling. I continue to encourage that. I pray with her. I let her get connected in church. I hope the counselor at church is helping her get to the root issues of where this anger is coming from because anger is usually a symptom and not the problem. God has not given us a spirit of timidity. He's not given us a spirit of anger either. In fact, the scripture tells us to be angry, but don't sin, which means anger in itself is sort of a symptom of something, but don't let that be justification for sinning in terms of other relationships. That's what it says uh, in the book of Ephesians. And so, listen, um, I'm sorry for your loss. You've been through a lot. Continue to love those girls, but it's okay to say, hey, we got some boundaries and we got to put them in place and have a strategy to deal with it. What are some things you've been dealing with? We're going to leave the phone line open. We're talking parenting here, real life. Give me a call. We will record it. We'll air it next Monday. I'd love to hear from you. The phone line is open at 888-888-1717. What do you face as a parent? What question do you have? If you want the truth, give me a call. If you don't, don't. Bottom line, this is Intentional Living. We love you. We want the best for you. We'll see you next time. God bless you from Intentional Living.